1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late
2: checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.
1: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio. Mommies of myth and bullshit. A radiophonic novela. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Muñoz and Diosa Femme hola hola locamores welcome back to season five of locatora radio por
2: casteras peligrosas listen at your own risk locatora radio is a radiophonic novela which is just a very extra way of saying a A podcast. podcast i'm diosa and i am mala last time on locatora radio we spoke with ashley garcia of brown girl travels about backyard travels during the pandemic this is a super cute interview we love ashley we love brown girl travel so if you haven't tuned in do so immediately and leave a review on apple Podcasts. five
0: stars only y'all thank you that's all we want to see excellent Anyways, so just a quick reminder, you can follow us across all socials on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all of the above. And remember to share our podcast and our socials with somebody new, with your prima, your homegirl, your tia,
2: anyone. Literally anyone. And while you're at it, Also, tell your tia to donate to our Venmo because we're very behind on our bills. Um, And now that we have two weekly shows, we have twice as many costs. So (laughs) if you have a rich family member who wants to be our human wallet, escort them to our Venmo at locatora-radio.
0: Pero Querían Production House.
2: I know we literally asked for this and now we're suffering. (laughs) It's okay. And now we're crying. Now we cry daily, Um, but it's fine,
0: but it's fine. Also the the day that we're recording, it is international podcast day. So happy international podcast day to all the fellow podcasters that are listening. And also to our listeners, y'all are a really important part, if not the most important part in recording in podcasting and keeping this machine going because without y'all there would be no us there'd be no production house so thank you for keeping us going
2: we would be nothing without you literally literally we would not be in times square on a big-ass billboard for spotify latinx heritage month if it were not for our listeners it's because of you guys that we are routinely put on lists and in articles alongside big old network podcast with huge budgets and little old indie is right is right up there with the best of them. And it's because of you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for loving us out loud. We appreciate it.
0: It's true. And also like another reason why leaving the reviews on Apple podcasts and subscribing work because new listeners can find us, and it also shows folks that are watching at the network level that there's an audience, there's an engaged audience, an engaged community. So all of that stuff matters. So when you leave comments on the social media posts and platforms and all of that, and on the Apple Podcast, it really all comes back to us in a very positive way. So without you know forcing y'all, right. <laughs> please go leave a review on Apple Podcast. Be an engaged member of our digital community um, and yeah. you can also one way is to become a patron on patreon.com slash underscore productions and we have different tiers now as we continue to grow out the production house we have our marihuanera tier we have the locas por libros tier and we also have our ad free listening level for locatora patrons at $5 and if you want all of the above you can become a Locamore anonymous on Patreon.
2: Absolutely. And all of the different incentives are outlined on Patreon and we talk about Patreon all the time because it allows for us to connect with our audience to give you guys a lot of the content that doesn't doesn't necessarily like uh the rest of the world doesn't get to see it, right? It's exclusive, it's behind the scenes, it's the, um, bonus episodes. It's Patreon exclusive interviews with artists that we do. It's extended cuts. It's virtual smoke sessions. It's the book club. It's all the good things are on the Patreon, but we also want to talk to you guys about the Patreon because we kind of have to have a little bit of a conversation with you guys. Like we have to have a talk, like maybe the talk actually. So, um, we are going to be wrapping up our various seasons at some point um, relatively soon before the end of the year. And because we do have a lot of production costs. And if you guys have noticed, we haven't had an on-air ad in quite some time, which means we don't have any money coming into the podcast. So what we're going to be doing is, um, slowly transitioning to putting new episodes on the Patreon. So if you want to hear new episodes, we're going to be putting them on the Patreon at some point until we hit a desired number of subscribers before we launch season six. So we'll still be putting out content, new content. It's just going to be on Patreon. We'll still be doing interviews. We're still going to be recording episodes. It's just going to be on the Patreon. So help us out. Um, And you can subscribe at the $5 tier to get ready in anticipation for this period of time. We are not the only podcast to do something like this. It's actually a very common sort of subscription um, you know, I don't know, technique that other podcasters use. <laughs> so uh, if you want to know more, it's its own, it's its own thing. It's
0: its own business it's model. It's a business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, our goal is to reach a certain amount of patrons that we're still trying to figure out in terms of production costs and working that all in. So once we have that goal, we're going to ask y'all to help us reach that goal so that we can launch season six as we normally would. But we have a lot of production costs and we're still an indie podcast and have lots of things that we're also working on, you know, so we'll talk more about that in the future. And, you know, we are, we just had a consult today with our, uh, one of the, someone that contributed to our iPhone women campaign. We're still mailing out merch. We're... Wrapping up all of that because that was a really big part of 2021 mm-hmm. for us was getting the campaign out and rolling mm-hmm. and wrapping that up. So we are still working on that
2: and all, and merch at all levels. Yeah. And we have like a lot of plans for new merch. Um, I mean, you know, Marihuanera podcast or potheads is our new Locatora original and we have lots of plans for cute merch for that show. I think Locas por Libros, there's plans for mer- merch for the book club. I mean, we have a lot of ideas so um, that are coming to fruition down the pipe. So just keep an eye on things, subscribe to our newsletter, besitos, go to locatoradio.com to subscribe because that's where you get like first dibs, on tickets, on merch drops, on events, uh, more behind-the-scenes stuff, more affiliate codes, all the goodies. So make sure you subscribe to Besitos because when all these new things drop, the newsletter subscribers are the first to know.
0: Yes, and as a quick reminder, you can also use our code Radio 15 to shop from one of our favorite Latina-owned makeup brands, Viva Cosmetics. You can get 15% off of your purchase if you use affiliate code
2: LocatoraRadio15. Absolutely. And I just want to shout out our Marihuanera affiliate code for Mota Glass. You can get a discount off of your next purchase at mota-glass.com using the affiliate code Marijuanera P4P. You guys can use that affiliate code too. I know there's potheads among you here on the Locatora side of things as well. So we're sharing the love on all of our shows. And if you didn't make it to our first ever Marijuanera listening party slash smoke sash, I feel bad for you. But all hope is not lost. It is a monthly residency. We're going to be having more. So follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our newsletter. Become a patron. Um, We do limited capacity. It's a small, intimate event. And it was super fun. Um, Diosa, what did you think of the event? And should the people be excited for the future ones?
0: It was such a beautiful and fun event it was so lively it was like a mix of lively and chill because we were hanging out with a bunch of podheads, obviously but as a non podhead, i thought it was a lot of fun there were still like you know libations you could have that were not cannabis um and so that was really cool the dj was amazing our girl dj Zooty. The photo booth, the, it was just visually beautiful all around. You looked amazing. The show was amazing. Mala and I rolled up in an in, in Impala. We did. Like came out, stepped out, you know, in a really cool fucking beautiful car, a classic car in Impala. It was gorgeous. gorgeous. The whole thing was beautiful. And if you were there, thank you so much for going, for attending. And if you weren't, don't worry. There will be others.
2: 100%. We are so excited just to be back into the swing of podcast parties and events. We had not done a party in, like, years now because of the pandemic. Like, we were so sad not to be able to do Locatora Live, a podcast party last year, our annual event but we have a little something planned for this year. So once again, follow us, subscribe to the newsletter because like now we're back in the swing of things. We've got events on calendar, we're taking meetings, we're making things happen. So join us.
0: Yes, I will say, though, like, um, obviously, the pandemic is not over. And so it was a very COVID cautious, as cautious as possible. There's always a risk. And it's just up to each person to mitigate what what their comfort level is. I have not gone to anything. And I will say that we were checking for COVID Mm -hmm. vaccines or a negative test um within 72 hours and we were matching ids we were doing the whole thing so we were as cautious as possible because we're of course still in a pandemic um but we are you know picking up the events and doing that as safely as possible so if you're still a little hesitant and anxious to come out like i am like it was a very friendly safe event outdoors masks on lots of people were wearing masks Mm -hmm. and taking them off to smoke or for photos or to drink and then putting them back on so you know do what you will with that yeah
2: outdoor venue um uh i don't know a lot of people are doing events (laughs) we're just this is our little event cute times so uh look forward for the next one and i think there's also what locas por libros announcements too right Yeah, so we just had our
0: third meeting. And it was so cute. We talked about tender was the. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about another book we're talking we talked about velvet was the night. And it was such a cute meeting. It was Everyone is so insightful and smart and wonderful. And so this month for October, we will be reading another book by Silvia Moreno Garcia because we wanted to go spooky this season. And so we are reading certain dark things for the October book of the month. It's about vampires. It takes place in Mexico City. It is going to be a really another beautiful, fun meeting that we have at the end of the month and we might be dressing up because it's gonna be it's gonna land on halloween so we might do like a little spooky theme book club meeting everyone was super everyone wanted to dress up so i'm like let's do it why not so
2: cute how fun yeah so join in on the fun become a patron join (laughs) in on the fun (laughs) oh my gosh so many things going on Also, can we address on this here podcast that we're in Times Square again, like officially. Have we talked about this yet? We've talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it. We haven't officially talked about it.
0: I don't think we've officially talked about it, but we are on, we're in Times Square. We're on a billboard. A big one. In Times Square. We were (laughs) part of Spotify's Aquí Siempre Latinx Heritage Month campaign along with other creators, creatives in the industry um, among like all disciplines. Yeah. And we also got a billboard. And so we're really excited. It was like a very surreal moment. How did you feel when you saw the photo that someone, shout out Emily, our makeup artist sibling, yes. um, she took the photo for yeah. us. So um, what did you think when you saw that photo that Emily sent I us? I was
2: like, fucking finally, we get our billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Have I not been ranting and raving? I want a billboard. Have I? <laughs> Myla has been saying this for years.
0: Honestly, she really has. She's been saying for years. So when do we get a billboard? Where's our billboard?
2: When do we get a billboard? Where's our billboard? We got it. We got it. I'm first of many first, of many. first of, many. of many this is just the beginning and not bad so our first billboard is a big ass times square billboard for spotify on 43rd and broadway across from the ernst and young building not too shabby up for nine separate days throughout hispanic heritage Month. so not just once not just twice not just four times nine separate yes, days my dream. i just need it to yes. be understood we're like 50 feet tall over there we
0: look amazing we look amazing shout out robert for our makeup (laughs) we We styled ourselves Like we always yes. do for the most mm-hmm. part, we, for the most part, yes, we almost we always style ourselves and it came out really beautiful. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 100%. I mean, we occasionally will work with, with, uh, like Brenda of Chixtera Chicharani shout out Brenda, who has, um, helped us with styling on other projects and things. Um, but yeah, like for that shoot, it was interesting. Cause you know, if you guys have done photo shoots, sometimes it's like, Come with a bunch of different outfits that are your own outfits that you put together and then model them for us. And then we'll tell you which of your outfits are good enough for our shoot. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, but we looked cute. We pulled it together.
0: We did. We did. It was very cute. I'm really proud of us. It was a really great way to kick off Lennox Heritage Month. Also approaching our five-year look adversary. Ooh. Like... Yeah, it's it's been hard y'all to keep it going. Not it for lack been. of wanting to, but there's lots of things that happen behind the scene that can be that can get us really down, you know. And so but we're uh-huh. here, we're recording, we're producing, we're doing it, we're putting the content out. But it's it's, happening. it's been hard, but those moments are definitely not worth it, but those moments definitely remind us like okay, There's we're doing this for a reason, we're gonna keep it pushing.
2: Mm -hmm. We got this. And it's all going in the memoirs. Oh yes. It's all all going in in the script for the for the feature film, for the screenplay. Yes. (laughs) About our lives written by us, starring us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mala, how would you feel if there was a TV show made about us Mm -hmm. and you acted as you, but I did Mm -hmm. not act as me? Would you cast someone else?
2: Why wouldn't you act as you? I'm confused. I, I don't, I don't know
0: it. if I would want to be the lead. For me, what if can I ha- can I hire someone to be me?
2: Who would you hire to be you? I, I can't have, think of anyone. I can't but... think of
0: anyone. No <laughs> one can be me.
2: <laughs> you have to play yourself. I can't.
0: I don't want. I, I can't see myself doing yes, that. Uh... I can see myself writing. I can be in the writer's room. I can be directing. Mala's appalled. Um, Mala's we're not gonna having to, this.
2: <laughs> we're gonna, I don't even know what to say. We're gonna have to talk about this. Cause then that's a different story. Those are different people. Like who is this? No, it who was, is that? It would be
0: someone acting as Diosa. Like someone hired as the Mala. I wish I could see Mala's face. She is not having it. Okay, fine. Okay, okay, no. okay, okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it.
2: You can do it. I'll you do, do it. I believe just in you. Put
0: me in some acting classes tomorrow
2: yeah yeah an acting coach goes a very long way and you know what every all those all those all those actors all those actresses they have acting coaches for every project
0: right 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 all
2: right we'll get an acting coach the the acting coach to the stars all right and we'll be on our way (laughs) okay
0: well mala is forcing me to be an actress y'all you heard it here
2: first i resisted (laughs) I have already had you acting for years it's now, true. girl. It's true. She really has. It's very true. You're an actress, My honey. love has
0: me memorize scripts all the time. She's like, you can't read off of the paper. You have to memorize it. And I'm like, okay, crying, traumatized flashbacks of Catholic school. Fine, I'll do it. Oh,
2: no. I have become like... The theater director yes of nightmares yes
0: mala is my stage mom no she's not mala's great she's great she keeps she mala pushes me forward when i'm feeling shy because i'm a shy mm. girl and so she pushes me forward that's why this dynamic works y'all five years later
2: <sighs> it's so true balance and very uh supplementary complementary yeah skills and things yeah that we have yes
0: yes And I'm really excited for season six because we are already Mm -hmm. working, Mm -hmm. brainstorming.
2: It's going to be so cute. It's going to be so cute, y'all. You guys are, like, not ready. So,
0: like, basically, (laughs) if you don't become a patron, you can't see it.
2: You'll (laughs) never see it. You'll never never see it. (laughs) Never see it. We're going to keep it to ourselves. We're not going to post it anywhere. No. And you know what? We have... Put in the hours, we put in the time, we've put out the episodes. We can do that. We can be stingy with our content now if we want to be. We've earned it. We've earned that right. I think we have. We've worked our little fingers to the nubs. It's
0: true. It's true. I barely have my nails on. <laughs>
2: Just kidding. Look at a look full in. set. <laughs> <laughs> An impeccable, gorgeous uh, full set.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling really silly, y'all. I'm tired. Same. So
2: we're exhausted. we're exhausted. We're delirious. Yes. We Let's are. introduce
0: our guest. Okay, y'all, so we want to introduce, we want to bring on our guest that we have the privilege of chatting with today. We have the privilege of hearing their trajectory, their story, how they came into modeling, and how they've actually been in the game for about 10 years now. And so we are super excited to be chatting with Eliseo, LA local, Chicano, model, has come out in a Dua Lipa video, a Doja yes. Cat video, literally yes. a video vixen. So beautiful, fierce brows, was one of the first openly gay models for born and raised a streetwear brand. And so we're gonna <laughs> be talking all about that today, his come up, his family background and all of that. So we're gonna go on a quick song break and then we're gonna bring on Sale. So we'll chat soon.
2: Orcasteras peligrosas.
0: Locamores, we have an amazing guest today. Such a treat to speak with the wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, stunning Eliseo Equia today. Welcome. Please say hello to our listeners, Eliseo.
4: Hi, everyone. It's me.
0: Hey, how are you doing today? How are you feeling?
4: I'm feeling great. I'm like, I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to get this started. Like, when you asked me to be a part of it again, I was so excited. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. it." (laughs) I'm so ready. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, you have been making your rounds, I feel, in like the Latinx podcast space. And when I first heard your story and just a little bit more about your work before I met you in person actually was through Cafe Con Chisme's podcast and mm-hmm. we're fans of Cafe Con Chisme. shout out Sebastian and Yasmin and yeah. so when I heard that I was like all right we have to have Eliseo on and then I met you in person <laughs> and I was like I know you from the podcast please come on.
4: Yes I remember oh my god <laughs> I remember when you came up to me and you came up in your little green dress oh and your little pink purse I thought it was the cutest oh my god. I I was was walking around like a little
0: sandia that day.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know that song? um, It's like a classic like dance Latin pop song. It's called Bailando. Bailando, Yes. Uh You reminded me so much of the singer. She's so cute. I was like, oh, my God, look at her. (laughs) (laughs) I felt
0: the same way about you, Eliseo. So I'm so happy to have you on. Um, so let's just let's get into it. And I want to hear about just your origin story, a little bit more about you, who you are and how you got into modeling. OK,
4: okay well, I guess we can start from the beginning. So, um, I mean, as a little kid, I've always been really into uh, fashion and glamour. I used to me and my mom used to sit and watch novellas from like 7 p.m. to like 10 p.m. night every single night we watched all of the ones in Univision so I was really into those glamorous women that used to come out on tv I was like oh my god like you know like they were just everything to me yes um and so that really fueled like the ambition to want more I guess because I would see it on tv and I had my godparents mis ninos um were immigrants too like my mom and dad and their friends from like the same pueblo in Mexico And they came here and they started like selling fruit on the side of the street to like owning their own produce business. And they had a lot, like they were very wealthy people. They were very self-made. And so being around, not having a lot, but being able to have access to like going to their ranch and seeing their big houses and, you know, made me really realize like I can have these things too if I really work towards them, you know, like it's not unreachable for me. I've always kind of, even when I was little, like I always kind of was aware of just like I've always wanted to make my own path or make my own way um, I couldn't I worked for a long time for people and for companies and I just hated it honestly like I I'm not the kind of person that can sit behind a desk like I'll get fired like that like it's just not even funny like <laughs> I can't um, so <laughs> when I was you know I, I spent a lot of time as an adolescent just like really um, being closeted and but having this like really um, coming home and just kind of having an escape in the novelas and just seeing like, oh, my God, like these people and this glamorous, you know, all these things. Um, So that's where the fuel for like modeling started for me. Um, Once I graduated high school, I started to how did I? Honestly, how I started is crazy because I was like 19. And one of my friends at the time, she signed me up for a modeling contest at the mall. (laughs) <laughs> oh my I love god! That. I, haven't of, <laughs> I haven't thought about this in a long time. This is funny. Which mall? Which mall? Santa Anita
2: mall? the The Mall. I'm yeah. screaming. <laughs> that was like the go-to mall yeah, in my I, youth. Right? I'm like, all
4: dressed up, to go shop. It was the thing. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. So she she um she signed me up for this thing for this contest that they were having there, and I was I, I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, I you know, like I just. I've always kind of needed a push in a way and she pushed my ass like she literally was like you're doing it you know so i was like okay fine um i did it i ended up winning for the guys so they they had like a like it was for men and um and i won and so um once i won that it kind of i remember thinking like okay like fierce like i can really like go after it. and I, I what the prize was was um you got like a little not a contract but it was more so like you were able to meet with an agent and you know they would like push you to like which direction you wanted to go so I was doing that um, and it was just a really different time in the, at that time I feel like everyone knows that you know the, uh, from our generation um how fast the times have changed because um, when I was starting, they were only really looking for a certain type of look, and if you didn't fit that, you basically weren't getting any work. You know.
2: What
0: kind of look was that? I you think know, we know, but let's let's say it. What kind of look was that?
4: Cookie cutter Caucasian, you know that type of you know Abercrombie look. Um, that was if you didn't look like that at that time, you were not getting anywhere basically. You know, um, so very it
2: like. Aero pastel, yeah. what have you? Polyester, mm-hmm. right. wet seal. Right. right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so if you didn't look like that, if you didn't have like how do I put it? Um, you know, those features, uh, it was really hard, and I wasn't getting any work. So I took a long pause, I guess, from doing it. Um, I really just focused on myself and, uh acquiring new skills and everything that I already had I brushed up on them you know like everything that I had naturally like my creativity the you know I I really studied what I wanted to do like I really took training for like I learned how to runway walk from Ford Models you know they taught me you know I took classes where like diction and you know I really wanted to like really if I was gonna do it I was like okay I'm not getting nothing done right now they're not letting me be who I am, you know, I can't get any anywhere with myself, so let me work on myself, and I did that, Um, I took a long pause, you guys, maybe, like, from the time I was, like, let's say, 23 to up until, maybe, like, 27, Um, so I, those four years, I was really just not doing anything creatively. I was really working behind the scenes. I feel like a lot of people don't know that too, is that I've worked a lot behind the scenes. Like um, I've been an assistant for um, photo shoots, for theatrical shows. um, And then eventually I started my own little production company and I would produce shows for my friends at a theater that I used to work at. So I got really in touch with that whole behind the scenes aspect of it and learning a lot behind the scenes and realizing how important it is to have a great team and to get along with your team. And it's not really, you know, when a movie star wins an award, it's not really the movie star who won the award herself. It's literally her and the whole crew that won the award. You know, she couldn't have done it all herself. So I really had to learn that. Yeah, like I stopped doing behind the scenes work um, once the pandemic started, I guess, Um, you know, and I came back home because my mom and dad's health kind of declined a little bit. And so I came back and I started to take care of them. And honestly, seeing them go through it with their house really was like a it lit like a huge fire in my ass. And I was just like, you know what? I don't care what the fuck happens. Like, I'm going to go after it, like full head on. And that's what I've been doing recently. Like, I've just been um, putting myself out there a lot, using my whole like brown body and just using it as a form of expression. And that's really what, and doing everything that speaks to me. And that's really what's been you know, opening a lot of doors for me, just really going after what speaks to me.
2: Thank you so much for sharing Eliseo. I have to say that I think we relate very strongly with your story as creatives who, you know, it's hard out here in in the various industries and it can be very like discouraging when you're not getting booked, when you're getting booked, but not trying to pay you, whatever the case Exactly. As you've probably seen. And then, you know, we live at home, we contribute to the households, like our parents struggle, we're trying to retire our parents. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you make art when you don't have the resources available? So I'd also love to hear like, you know, how do you just persevere and keep going? You mentioned the, the family lighting a fire under your ass. I'm thinking too, like on the business side of things, how do you keep it all sustainable?
4: Oh, well, see, I think for most creative people, most creatives are not business people. <laughs> um, no, we try, but we're we not. We are not.
0: No, no we try. No. It took us so long to get an accountant.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so it's very important to, at least for me, Um, I I bounce off of a lot of, I mean, I have really good role models, like my mom. Um she used to work for the district for a long time, and then she like the same as me. She, I honestly am like a really huge reflection of my mom. I feel like because she's very creative. Um, she quit her secretary job for the school district, and then she started working for herself. She, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lincoln Heights, but there's used to be a mini mall there. Um, And my mom used to own like three shops in there and she used to sell quinceanera dresses and for weddings. And then, so I was, it was all of us, like me and my brother and my sisters, we used to be there on the weekends and help her. um, They're on Broadway. On Broadway, yeah. And so it was, we did that, um, selling dresses and tuxedos. And then she had a gift shop. And so we all learned how to gift wrap and do all those things. Um, Honestly, that part of my life, I think shaped me a lot too, because I was around such eccentric, um, I've always been around such, such eccentric people, like my mom and dad's friends, my mom and dad themselves, my uncles, aunts, and then their friends in the SWAT meet girl, like were just personalities that you could not imagine. Like you cannot make these people up. Like they're just so such characters. Oh my God, I used to love going to work in the SWAT meet. It was so much fun. I wish, and you know, it's so poetic how everything ended. We literally got to notice that the um the landlord was selling was not renewing her lease like the week like a day before we had to like no was yeah like a few days before we had to like vacate everything and so everybody was scrambling like the last few days just getting their stuff out (laughs) oh my god
2: can I ask which swap me
4: the Lincoln Mini Mall. So it, I oh, at the
2: Lincoln Mini yeah. Mall, got it. I used cool, to saw cool, it cool. as a
4: swap me. I I mean, it, just because it was like you know little stand and that stands with just like little sh- shops, you know, that were all yeah. inside. Um, oh, but I used to love it. Like every, I used to love being friends with all of my moms, school mothers that were there, and all the like their husbands were so fun. They were so funny, and the people that used to shop there, oh it was just a great time. I really enjoyed being a part and like. Of the community in that way like being around just like characters and just people that are everyday people uh, like you learn so much from you know like people like that that are just um trying to survive but also show up every day with a smile on their face and a good heart and you know it's so much you can learn from people like that you know just a lot yeah
2: Yes, I appreciate that too cuz I feel like you meet people in the community and you think to yourself this person could be like yes. a headlining stand-up comedian like yes. this yes. person is presence and personality and jokes and outfits and there's a lot of people like that and what like you're in the in the swap meet or at the church or wherever in the neighborhood wherever they are um so I love that so thank you for bringing that up in right. in your story.
4: It's the truth. And like what you said earlier about how do we as like people of color, how do we get ahead when there's so much like, uh, not adversity, I guess, but just like so much we have to uh, overcome to get somewhere, you know, even just like us as creative people, or just people that don't do the norm of just like working at a job somewhere. That's such a like, kind of taboo in like the Latin community, because it's like, you come here, you're part of a foundation, whether you realize it or not. And when you go off the norm, you know, it's kind of like your parents kind of freak out. They don't see it as something uh, worthwhile or or anything that'll lead for, you know, any success, you know, you kind of have to prove yourself to your family when you're not, when you're a creative person, you know? Yeah. And so when we do, I feel like it's more like, something to talk I feel like it's such a bigger deal when you know some when we're able to get somewhere that's what I guess is what I'm trying to say
0: yes I mean we're definitely underserved and Mm -hmm. right and under resourced and so when we're trying to explain to our parents what we do it's you know, we we post pictures online. You
3: know, you know what I mean.
0: Obviously, it's more than that, but like they don't, they don't, they don't. Like, how do they describe it, right?
2: Uh, um, it's like ay qué bonito. Yeah, qué Okay, okay, uh huh. Uh uh-huh,
4: uh-huh.
0: Oh, sí, sí, está modelando en el internet, verdad?
4: Ay, ya te <laughs>
0: But but you it's, know, labor. it's labor. It's real work,
2: mom. Yeah. It is.
0: It is. It pays the bills. Um so mm-hmm. speaking of, you know, you've done some incredible campaigns. I would love to hear more about that, you know, and just to Fill, catch our listeners up, you know. So you have done some amazing campaigns, right? You've been in yeah. Savage by Fenty. You were in Dua Lipa's music video. You've done Doc Martin. You've done Born and Raised. And you were recently in a Spotify Latinx Heritage Month campaign that we were also a part of, which feels yeah. so exciting, so amazing. Uh, Shout out. So talk to <laughs> me about all these campaigns, all the work that you've been doing and how you're representing.
4: Uh, okay, well, that, like, I guess when you say it like that, it sounds crazy, huh? But I've literally just been doing all these things. Um, honestly, like I've gone, either I've gone after them or I've been hit up by for them. Um, for born and raised, uh, Spanto, the owner of the brand, shout out to Spanto, I love. He's such a nice man. Uh, he's such a great person, very kind, very humble. Um, you can learn a lot from someone like him. Um, he honestly gave me a chance because I'm literally and this is for a lot of the stuff that I've done. I'm the first openly gay Chicano, for sure, from East L.A. That's doing something. That's been in that position or done that or been in that music video, uh, been in that campaign. You know. Um, so when Spanso gave me the opportunity, he really was the first one to give me something like that. Um, I was the first openly gay Chicano from East L.A. to be in his in his ads you know like it's a big deal you know um that's a very hetero brand you know like uh and to have me and they used me like it was I remember shooting it and it was a shoot with like a bunch of people and we were all in front of a car and it was a sunset was coming down that was such a beautiful shoot by the way I remember ha- that happening and I was just thinking like oh my god like this is like a movie but it was stunning um and I didn't think that they were going to use just my photo for the app uh, for that campaign I, I really thought because there were so many people involved that he, they would, they were going to use everything, but they just used my my photo and the clothes sold out. And that's happened for every brand that I've worked with. Um, every single time I, they put me in front of the camera for, with some whatever I'm wearing, it sells out. And it's not even like a, it sells out in a few days. It sells out in less than 24 hours, whatever I'm wearing for them. Um, and that's fierce, girl, because as a gay person, to be doing stuff like that is crazy, you know? Um, so I did that for Spanso and I worked with him again, um, he gave me an opportunity to uh, have creative freedom for a shoot for one of his collections and that was so much fun. Um, I literally just shot everything with two, with three of my friends, a photographer, um, a director, and my friend who owned an El Camino, her name's Prisca, and she was assisting me the whole day today I mean the whole that day that whole day she was assisting me and it was just such a great time and the work resonated so well with everyone I was really pleased with the product and I was really happy to see that um it was also like one of their biggest liked posts ever um on their page and he told me that he sent me a message and he was like yo and he was just all excited it was so fun so that happened with um, born and raised. And I, I just feel it's such an iconic, and it's starting to become like such a part of LA culture. Like, you go anywhere now, anywhere where there's a big crowd, and you'll see multiple people with something from born and raised, you know? And so to be a part of that is such a big deal to me. So I'll always be grateful to that, to Spanto for that experience. Um, the Dua Lipa and the Doja Cat music videos, honestly. Doja Cat was so much fun I did I did not you know when you meet these people you do not like you have preconceived notions about them you just feel like they're such huge stars they don't have time for nobody or anything you know but Doja when I walked into set for the Doja Cat music video I showed up in like this this orange number that I have and it's like an orange two-piece that I wear and I showed up and the stylist they took me to the stylist, and the stylist looked at me up and down. And she was like, Oh my God, you don't need a nut thing. She's like, You're fine the way you are. <laughs> and she, all they did, because it was like a futuristic, uh, alien themed music video, um, all they did was just put like a headpiece on me on one eye. So I looked like a cyborg. And then they just did like some makeup on the other eye. And then they threw me on set. And then she walked in, Doja Cat, and I was in a scene with her. So it was basically her the girl that was my scene partner, and then me, and then Doja's love interest was standing next to me. So we were in a clip the whole time. And we were standing next to each other while they were organizing things. And Doja Cat walked in and she was real sweet to everyone. She said hi to everyone. And then she would like compliment people. And she was really great about acknowledging everyone in the room and being real sweet to everyone. And then she she saw me and she was like, oh, you know, she did that whole reaction was just like, oh, my God, like, I love your look. And I don't know what. And she's and I told her, like, this is me, like, I wore this. And then she was like, what? She was like, it was just a cute ass experience. And she kept offering me shots the whole time. It was so funny. <laughs> but she was just a really nice, sweet girl. Um, yeah, I had a great time on that set. It was so much fun for Dua Lipa. Um, that was a whole other set where it was just stunning. It was just the contrast between the stats is insane. Um, we shot that video um, in Santa Monica at the old, the original Getty Villa. So it was just stunning. I was, it was like inside basically like a little castle. And I remember when I first saw Dua because we shot for two days. And the second day was when she was going to be on set the first image I saw of her she was walking down the spiral staircase and she was wearing a white like debutante gown oh my god she looks so stunning in person I had like I she was I honest, like I'm stuttering because she was so pretty in person like beautiful I was like this fucking bitch she looks like a full princess walking down these stairs she was stunning everything and again very sweet girl very kind um so it's really nice to meet these people and they're really nice you know they they're not, I guess it's kind of an insecurity, I guess, with within myself, you know, you're just this expect, you have certain expectations about people and you feel like, again, like I said, they're so busy, they don't have time, their world is so wrapped up into what they're doing, like they don't have time to acknowledge anyone, but they were real sweet, real kind people. So yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and everyone I've met on those sets too, I've had friends, we became friends, like a lot of us um we stayed in touch and we hang out sometimes but yeah like those oh and actually I have some music videos that I'm going to be coming out soon that I'm in so keep an eye out for that oh my
0: god (laughs) a video vixen I love it I'm so excited
4: yes (laughs) yes wow oh sorry go for it
2: No, I was just going to say, first of all, I mean, you are so striking. The first time that I saw your picture on Instagram, I was like, these eyebrows, this face, (laughs) who is this person? Like, you truly just are one of those faces, one of those people that which is so striking, such a powerful like presence. And you can wear some clothes. You can really (laughs) wear some fucking clothes. So I'm not shocked that like you walk onto a set, you blow everyone away, you model some garments, everyone wants to buy them. It's not, it's not shocking, but we're so excited for you. Congratulations.
4: So sweet. Honestly, no, I grew up not really feeling or being this way. Um, just because I grew up closeted, I grew up, I also grew up overweight. Like I was really like a I was a big girl. <laughs> and so I um all the attention I get now just because I really worked on myself and I really um, you know, started doing what speaks to me um once I came out. I came out later in life. I didn't come out as a teenager, I came out basically as a young adult. Um And so before that I was closeted and I didn't really go out. So when you say like, where is person from? That's literally what everyone in like the gay community has the same reaction with me because they had never seen me. Um, I have a friend who's like a world famous drag queen. Her name's Valentina. Um, I remember the first time we hung out, um, we went to dinner and gave me like this whole speech She's like, girl, I know everyone in the scene. She's like, I know everyone. She's like, and I've never seen you before. She's like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, <laughs> very that, you know, Um, and I and once I started coming out and being around the girls and everyone, that was the same reaction for for me. It's like, where did you come from? I was like, I've literally been here my whole life. I've just never been. You know, I was really I grew up really shy and really um, reserved. And then once I stopped being that way and was just like, nah, like I'm going to be myself. I only really have a short amount of time to really find out who I am and, you know, really go after life. You know, I started traveling and really going um, to all parts of the world and really diving into cultures on my own. Like I traveled a lot by myself. Um, And I feel like that's such a big investment in yourself for anyone. You can literally, literally learn so much about yourself if you are alone, and you have only yourself to um, look after and to fend for yourself, it really, it really does like, um, teach you a lot about yourself. And I really recommend that to anyone um, travel and travel alone, at least once in your life, you'll learn so much about yourself, you know, doesn't matter where you go. I mean, all with reason, you know,
0: (laughs) totally. I mean, there's definitely a theme here. Because our last episode, we were talking about solo travel. And then we had the brown girl travels on the following episode. And here you are giving the same advice. So I yeah. definitely think that, yeah, there, there's so much and hopefully someone takes uh, what they need from that, you know, that it's it's good to to get away wherever that may be, even if it's locally. Um, and to do it alone, I think is important as well.
4: Very important. You learn so much. And, and then just because, like I said, I think because we're people of color and we're Latinos, especially for latinos families are very um it's really deeply rooted in our like culture you know um be families first family's important um you're always you know taking care of your family it's not just about you you know it's very that's the culture um and so when you're able to and i i love it i'm not saying that it's a bad I think it's such something beautiful that us Latinos have is that we're very family oriented. Family is very important to us. I think that's very important. And it's a beautiful thing, like a beautiful trait to have as a culture. Um and so, but I also think it's very important for you to grow as an individual and know who you are outside of your family because you're a family, yes, but you're also an individual. You're also this is also your life on this earth. Like you have to know yourself fully, you know, and um, you can only do that if you're by yourself and really able to think for yourself, if that makes sense.
2: (laughs) It totally does. Yes. I mean, beautiful pearls of wisdom from a beautiful person. I cannot tell you how delightful this interview has been. I think that there are a lot of people out there um, who are watching you and following you and are curious and wanna know like the story behind the face. Yes,
0: you. I will say you ha- like, you're very approachable Eliseo, you are. You also have this very like mysterious demure to you. It's like, yes. It's, yes. um and so yeah you're very approachable very sweet but also like you have this very like soulful mysterious energy to love it um
1: um,
0: before we (laughs) yeah before we close out um I did want to ask you about your last name Mm Equia and where it's from and you you mentioned pre-interview that like it's very unique to a very specific place so let's talk about that real quick
4: Okay, uh, of course, I love having this question because I I always grew up um, really, how do I put it, proud and always really aware because my uncles would always tell us. I remember at my grandma's house, my grandma lived like in Compton, HP area, um, and she had this tree and like this huge um, tree, and it was Mispiros, um, and she my uncles carved our last name into the tree in like big ass letters. And I was like a kid when this happened, I was probably like three or four. And I remember seeing it as they were doing it when they were done. And I was just like, what is that? And then my uncles told us a whole story. And I thought it was like a whole, like, um, I thought it was like a, like a make-believe story, but I went to Mexico when I was 19 and my uncle, who's my grandma's brother told me the same story and he showed me books about it and it was crazy I was just like oh wow this is really true like it's real so the story is Ekiwa comes from Michoacan Mexico Um, it's a tribe of people and um, basically anyone who has the last name is a descendant from a king that was from that part of the of Mexico Um, during the conquistadores when they were coming to Mexico. Um, The reason why it's so revered is because the name, the full name, and then it's been broken down through the years was Litekiwaki. And then they shortened it through the years, like thousands of years later, or I don't know how many years later, honestly. (laughs) They shortened it down to Ekiwa. Um, And Ekiwa is what the last name is now. But basically the reason why it's so revered in Mexico is because uh, that king was really, a fierce warrior and he was really um, smart. So he was one of the, him and his people were one of the few tribes that were conquered um, because whenever the conquistadores tried to come and take over, they knew their land so well and where they're like everything, they knew everything about their land and they were such good fighters that they always killed them in, in their traps or like along their tracks, like they never got to fully conquer them. Um, so anyone who has the last name um, is basically related to each other along the line.
0: Thank you so much for giving <laughs> some background and context to your your last name literally your origin.
4: Thank you and then my dad on my dad's side he's um he's Wechol, so those people are from like the Sierra of Nayarit in the in the mountains and I feel like everyone knows, you, you know, the Mexican jewelry, they like the beaded jewelry that has like the little yeah. flowers. That's um, huichol, um, jewelry. Like that's um, art. They're, that's their mm-hmm. art. That's how they, you know, right. that's what they make. Uh, huichol is, so my dad's from a pueblo called San Juan de Abajo, um, Nayarit. Um, but they come from this pueblo called San Vicente that's up in the mountains. And um, it's a mining town. it's like dated back to like the 1600s or something like that that's when it it was like um made into a town actually but before that it was a old territory uh and we come from like bread people like my my dad's family were like the panaderos of the town and it's i think it's so cute because um, (laughs) honestly like i'm just like i see it even to this day um I, my, my, one of my sisters just bought a house recently, and I thought it was such a cute little sign, or maybe it's just me being very spiritual. Um, But she bought a house in Monterey Park. And you guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Monterey Park, but you know how, when you're like by the AMC theaters, there's like a, like those little mining things, I don't know what they are like on the side oh yeah like, oh, yeah
2: yeah it's yeah. for oil it's yeah. like they're extracting oil uh-huh.
4: exactly I don't know why I thought it was mining or something like that so I was just like oh my god look like, like we're like we come from a mining town and there was my sister buying a house where you can literally see that little thing right there <laughs> I, I just thought it was such a good thing <laughs> you know Aww. you're trying to put the pieces together in life but the sure. symbolism like, sure. <laughs> exactly the symbolism yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: I love it. Eliseo Ekiwa, beautiful soul, beautiful person, beautiful interview. Yeah. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope this is not the last time. We have to be no. friends now after this.
4: Bro, we're going to go drinks. We're going to do all that. We are. Yeah. We
1: are.
2: Yes, we must. We must.
4: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Ooh, so can you tell our listeners where they can keep up with you, where they can follow you, and where they continue? to stand and um just be huge fans of you and of your work
4: oh thank you i mean I, thank you so much that's real sweet of you um i only have really instagram i'm not i'm a senora girl i don't have all these like <laughs> and all these things i do not know about these things i only have instagram and that's good instagram. i love that <laughs> and it's literally <laughs> my name eliseo ekiwa e l i s e o e q i h u a <laughs> Um I honestly have had such a great time with you guys, with you ladies. Um, I really enjoyed this interview and I'm sure it won't be the last one, honestly. Yes, love Excellent. it.
0: Excellent.
2: Love, <laughs> love it. Love to see it. We will see you at Soho House <laughs> or Noah Noah, wherever we end up. We'll see you there. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Just being locals in LA. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs>
2: yes please <laughs> we've been stifled to the pandemic we've been holding it in we and have. we yeah. can't yeah. hold we've it in any back. longer
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right locamores. we will catch you next time besitos Loca radio Loca radio Loca radio of myth and bullshit a radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala
2: Munoz and
1: Dioza Fem. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy
2: complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. In terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex.
3: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.